Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't know if you could believe it, but it's the 1st of March 2021. We're so glad 2020's in the rearview mirror. Go away, go away. And we have high hopes for 2021 around the world. I'm here with Read My Lips Radio. Cool conversations with creatives. I have two very, very interesting creatives tonight. We're going to get to know them in a minute, but I just want to do a shout out to LLL. Our regular listeners and viewers know that's lovely. Lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. And we're still taking up a fake GoFundMe because we wanted to move to London. So it'll be lovely. Lanky Laura Legs, most loyal listener in London. But she lives in Whitestone, Rich and Sanjay. And I'm going to introduce my special guest right now. I want both of you to say hello, LLL. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. There we go. LLL, you got your. She will email me right after the show and tell me how much she enjoyed each of you and what she got out of your conversation about creativity. So be aware. Okay, so we're calling this episode Creativity on Purpose. And let me tell you who my guests are. I'm thrilled to have both of them, but especially, I'm not playing favorites, but especially my first guest, Rich Redmond. He's a drummer. You all know I've been drumming for a couple of years. I love drumming. Rich has been playing since age eight. Looking at him, I'd say he's probably in his 20s. 30s, maybe. I don't know. Rich is blushing. Uh, He is a top call touring and recording drummer based in Nashville and LA. One location wasn't enough. He's a SAG actor, motivational speaker. He's recorded on 28 number one singles, woo, and appeared in major TV and award shows. And he has something called the Crash all in capitals, and he'll tell us what that is. Crash Course for Success. He has delivered motivational keynotes to big companies. I'll name drop Cisco, Hewlett Packard, J&J. Okay. Rich, just quickly say hello and tell us just a little bit about your drumming. What kind of drumming do you love? Rich Redmond, Redmond welcome. Hey, Red. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I've been playing since dinosaurs roamed the earth. It was... Uh, <laughs> It, you know, the drums found me and luckily I had really cool supportive parents and and they kind of helped my journey. And then in 1983, when the police came out with a record called Synchronicity, I said, that's what I'm going to do with my life. And I had to look back and it's been amazing. That's very cool. And, you know, Rich, when you just said, and when the police came out, and I think Sanjay, and I'm going to get to you in a second, Sanjay, police came out, I thought, oh, no, somebody knocked on your door and told your parents, stop that boy from making noise. But it wasn't <laughs> that. That's a very, very interesting tagline, Rich, when the police came out. I appreciate that. I've had neighbors who told me to stop playing sometimes at seven, at five o'clock on a Sunday because they were reading. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to our second guest. Welcome, Rich. Let's go to Sanjay Jain. He spells his last name J-A-I-N. He's an MD. He's a radiologist. And when I met him at the Publicity Summit a couple months ago, I heard he was a radiologist around me and my dad, my wonderful, beautiful dad, who was a radiologist probably back in the day, Sanjay, before you were born, judging from looking at you. And Sanjay is an accomplished MD. He's a health expert, a keynote speaker, and a New York Times bestselling author of a book called Optimal Living 360. I skimmed a little bit of it today. Interesting tips for life, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the aroundabouts. He has dedicated his life to helping people find their purpose. And that's why the title of the show is Creativity on Purpose. And we're talking about, uh, he's talking about success in work and life and people finding things you deeply cherish. His motivation is that he 
was the underdog. And he believed himself in himself throughout the odds. I actually think I was going to call this episode a crash course in creativity on purpose to, to acknowledge your topic, Rich Redmond, as well as Sanjay. So Sanjay Jane, welcome. I'm going to put you on speaker view as I did with Rich a few minutes ago. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about you. And well, what, Brett, cre- what does creativity mean to you? Go ahead. Well, Brad, first of all, I'm I'm pleased to be here. You, you're a joy to uh, talk to. And Rich, Thank I'm you. happy to be uh, talking to you as well. Uh, in great company. So, yeah. you know, creativity is, it's something that just comes, it's, it's either in you or, you or it's not in you. But I really think everybody has it. And I think what it does, what I, people have in their creativity is that it's in there, you have to take it out. And with my creativity, you think of a doctor, how creative can you be? And believe it or not, doctors and most other people can be just as creative as Rich. I mean, he's a drummer, but you know, being an author takes a lot of creativity. And just in your work field, there's a lot of creativity. So I'd be happy to share about that, but I'll let Rich talk about his creativity as well. Thank you very much. I, before we go back to Rich, Sanjay, your book, Optimal Living, how do you define that? Is that a creative life? Because you've had to find ways to believe in yourself. That's your theme. And I know you have you have an acronym in your book, but what do you think about is creativity going to get us all through and has it been getting us all through? We've had a really tough year, almost year and a half now. What do you think? So, um, you know, what we're going through with the pandemic, people have had to pivot so when people had to pivot from what they're doing in their previous job with maybe a new job or maybe new activities, you know, people, we, we talked off air about how we used to do things going to restaurants or perform, you know, in uh, cafes, but you can't really do that. Now we're pivoting. We're finding creative ways to get our message out. We're on Zoom. We never had Zoom before. We'd be doing this live on some studio, but now that's a new creative way we're pivoting. So how we create our opportunities is part of creativity. And it doesn't have to necessarily be artwork or music. You know, creativity can be something that you can do professionally. And what I, when you mentioned optimal living and optimal life, that's what optimal living is, is trying to find creative ways to improve your life. You know, there's no cookie cutter way to say, hey, you know, Joe will have this way to optimal life. Therefore, she has to live the same way. You know, we have to find our own path. And that path is a creative way of finding that path. And the book basically kind of gives you some guidelines, but it's really up to you to kind of find that path within you. Thank you. I like the way you describe that. And Rich, let's learn a little bit about more about your crash course, C-R-A-S-H in caps. Does that stand for something since I didn't see the book yet? Rich, talk to me. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the book right there. It's uh, oh. that's, the dead, that's the dead tree version right there. Crash course for success. <laughs> Five ways to supercharge your personal and professional life. And thank God for this uh, crazy billionaire, Jeff Bezos. He's allowed everybody who's got a spark or an idea to share their idea with the world and become an author and to create a platform for themselves. So, you know, I have a teacher's heart. I've always taught. I've taught uh, everything from K through post-collegiate level. And, um, you know, motivational speaking for many years without a book. And then I finally put the book out, but Crash is the platform. It's the basis for my life philosophy and it stands for commitment, relationships, attitude, skill, and hunger. Commitment, relationships, attitude, skill, and hunger. So five things that really anyone from any walk of life and any season of their life can use to enjoy a more successful life. We all wanna be prosperous. We all wanna be successful. So committing to your craft, committing to your team, committing to developing a skill set and a purpose for your life. 
um, cultivating sincere, hopefully mutually beneficial lifelong relationships, realizing that attitude is 99% of life and that enthusiasm is contagious and that positive people live longer, have more friends, make more money. Skill, identifying the skills we need to be successful in our chosen field, and then having that hunger that burns in our belly to be successful and that passion is our engine and hard work is our fuel. So you put that all together, that's crash. You can use any one of those things or you can put them all together and be unstoppable. I love it. And I have to do a disclaimer. Sanjay is nodding. And I'll tell you the disclaimer is that I do not invite two guests on the show who do something similar to each other. One is a doctor, an MD. One is a professional drummer and speaker and actor. And I'm looking at Sanjay's book, which I browsed today. And he has something called Core Assets in Life Rich. And it's Aspires, A-S-P-I-R-E-S. You have crashed and his are assets, safety, physical, intellectual, relationships, economic, and spiritual. And I have a feeling there is some overlap in there in your own language. Sanjay, why don't you explain the aspires to us? This is a good time to do that. Go ahead. Well, I appreciate that. And there is overlap. And, you know, when I, when I came up with aspires, I'm going to go a little back to my background. You know, as a doctor, you know, you think of healing people, but I had to heal myself. I would say about 10 years ago, you know, I went through my own pain. I was in financial crisis with a recession. My The real estate market crashed. And I basically was almost bankrupt. That put me through a really bad spiral. I had gained weight. My health was in decline, which you don't think of as a doctor. So I had to kind of figure out, you know, how to get myself out of this. And I had medical school doesn't teach you this. You know, college doesn't teach you this. And you sort of learn the process. And from what I've learned, I put this model together, the Aspires model, and these are little categories, life assets that you mentioned, the spirituality, the safety, the physical, the intellectual, all these things that really help put things in my life together. And, you know, I actually wrote the book for my kids, and it was just a notebook. But what I thought was, you know, I had to share this with the world, so I decided you know, go ahead and publish it. And it became a bestseller. And I'm really appreciative that people are getting the message. And so I, I agree, there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of things that I think we recognize that are important categories. And, you know, starting, I had to start with financial, get that uh, part of my life done and fixed, and then also get my health part of it done. So everything's a process. But I'm telling you, you can live an optimal life, get these things done. And people are doing it now. People are pivoting now through the pandemic, COVID-19 sitting, but people are thriving and getting out of this. And I'm very happy to see that. Thank you. And may I just read a little bit from the opening of your book, Sanjay, since I have it here. Listen to this, Rich. Warning. This is Sanjay speaking in his book. I want to, somebody scratching something. I hear something moving here. Warning. I want to give you a heads up first before you read any further. This book may actually give out too much information. That's right, TMI. Conventional wisdom and rule of thumb suggest sticking to only a few topics. Guess what? This is not your conventional book. I'm not going to follow the herd on this one. Why not? Because we all live multidimensional lives as human beings. We have a complex makeup in a very complex world. We can't afford to be masters of one domain, yet be completely deficient or void in all the others. No one is perfect, including yours. Truly, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Rich, what do you think of that for an opener in a book? Pretty cool? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I I would kill for some, uh, what do they call it? The herd resistance? Oh, I would kill for that right now because... I'm Italian. I, ki- I miss kissing all my friends and even my male <laughs> friends. 
on the cheeks. This is killing me, guys. But yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. Thank I got to read the book. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Rich. I didn't know. I, I didn't know you're Italian. You sort of look Italian, I guess. Uh, Doesn't he? Yeah, I'm like yes. I'm like Italian, Welsh, Italian, Irish. It's a very common commendation. You know, you want to you want to fight and make love at the same time. It's it's fun. Aren't they, aren't those part of the same thing? <laughs> Doesn't okay. everybody feel that way? Sanjay yeah. was dying to say something. Go ahead. So red. Okay, we are obviously I'm Indian. What are you red? What's your nationality? Well, I'm I'm Jewish by religion, by birth, and I understand that my family came from Russia many many years ago, and I come through way of New Jersey and Brooklyn and Queens, New York. So nice. I'm a New Yorker, born and bred. And if anybody <laughs> wonders, I actually went to junior high school we, before. This is before middle school kids. It was called junior high school, seven, eight, and nine. I went to Bayside High School. I attended Sarah Lawrence College, which was amazing that I got in. Sarah Lawrence was all girls in those days. And God bless my dad, who was a doctor. It was the third most expensive college in the United States back in the <laughs> not telling you the year. It, and it still is way up there because they called me to fundraise. And I said, they said, yep, we're still in that top handful of colleges. It's very individualized education. And I got married and my husband and I moved from he was in New Haven. I was commuting from New Haven to to. Bronxville, New York, by train every Sunday, staying in the dorm till Wednesday, going to spend a day with my parents. And then my dad would take me back to Long Island Railroad, going back to New Haven, spending the weekend with my husband. I finished the whole semester that way. Then we moved to Cambridge. My husband was at Harvard Architecture. And I was at, he was at Yale when we were in New Haven. And I went to Boston University and finished my degree in psychology. And then I moved to the West Coast. We moved to Eugene, Oregon. So I don't know. So I'm a little bit of all over the place. I, I divorced at that point, and I went to work and got my first job in my late 20s with two kids to support, and I became a computer programmer analyst, and I just learned that I'm considered an early woman in tech. And can I brag for a second to the two yeah. of you? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I recently did a radio show. I have Technology Revolution, the Future of Now, and I usually had four women who are uh, executives in the data field in, in tech, and one of them liked my little stories about my early career, and I've been invited to be the they're calling it the kickoff speaker on March 8th for the International Women's Day event sponsored by Women in Big Data. And they've asked me to write a blog. I spent 15 hours last week. I slept four hours a night writing a 1,200-word story of my life in tech and my subsequent careers. And I'm giving a 15-minute not a keynote, but a launch speech to, they have members of 17,000 women all over the world. What nice. do you think of that? Congratulations. All right. I didn't job. think anybody would care about my No, story. that's fantastic. I didn't think. So anyway, I'm, I just had to, I'm so tickled by it that somebody even cares to hear my story. So, but, so you um, lost your Bronx accent by going to Eugene, Oregon? I never had an accent and I come really? from Queens. I was oh, never a okay. Bronx or a Brooklyn okay. girl. So when I went to Eugene, Oregon, people said, Sal, you're from New York. And I said, listen, if I don't have an accent, shouldn't you either? No. So stop the accent. So I had to teach them. They had no idea what it was like in New York. They thought it was crime ridden. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was dangerous. And why would you go there? Anyway, very, very interesting story. So let's do a little bit of housekeeping here, gentlemen. It is March 1st, and I'm going to make a big announcement here. It's the 60th day of the Gregorian calendar this year. I'm sure that marks something somebody said calendar. There are 305 days left in 2021. Rich and Sanjay, I'll tell you why I mentioned that. Every year, every week on this show, I give people a heads up that if you want to celebrate New Year's Eve in style, think about what you're going to drink on the next New Year's Eve. So as we 
go through the year, I count down and I'll start to say, well, only 305 days left, Rich and Sanjay. If you're going to brew something in the bathtub, if you're going to get a still going in the backyard, if you're going to put something up in a jug and let it ferment for six or eight months, it's not too soon to start. If you're going to buy something great from the liquor store, you might want to reserve it because it's going to be a hell of a better year, I think. And everybody's going to want to celebrate with hopes for 2022. It's also the ninth Monday of the year. Who cares? Now, let's do a couple of famous birthdays. And you tell me if you've heard of these people and what you think. So first of all, who hasn't heard of Harry Belafonte? Born in 1927. He's still around. Rich, remember the Banana Boat song? Oh, my God. Love it. Daylight coming, you want to go home. Beetlejuice. There, Sanjay, do you know Harry Belafonte? Oh, he's a good-looking guy. He, oh. He's, I mean, he's he was a good-looking, I mean, he's probably still good-looking even he's now. He's still got it. He's still got it. Uh, Roger Daltrey, the singer-songwriter. Right. He's, ha- say happy birthday, Roger. Come on. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, birthday Roger. Roger. There you go. A famous director who started out on Happy Days. Ron Howard was born today in 1954. Look what he did from being the little guy on the show. And, uh, well, he was Opie, wasn't he? On um, Yeah, Andy was, Griffith. Andy Griffith. He was That's Opie. Right. And then, then he right. went on. He's major movie producer and That's actor right. and writer. And, oh, my goodness. And Tim Daly. Anybody know who Tim Daly is? Tim mm. Daly rings a bell. Okay. A couple of reasons why. He is, first of all, he's dating Taya Leone. Not a big deal. But he was her co-star, her husband, on Madam Secretary. For about eight years, he was a professor of philosophy who helped to solve a lot of world crises through diplomacy. He's also the brother of the actress Tyne Daly. Ah. Remember Cagney and Lacey Tyne Daly? Yes. Yes. He's her brother. Now, Don Lemon was born today. You all know the broadcaster. He's on CNN, Mm -hmm. Late Night. Love him. And an actor who is, I think, a heartthrob for a lot of people. His full name is Javier Angel. And Sinus Bardim, Javier Bardim, was born today. Also, an actress who has made quite a mark for herself in recent years, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And to kick it all off, as if we care, but maybe we do, happy birthday, Justin Bieber, born in 1994. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on my national calendar as well. March 1st is a celebration of Justin Bieber's birthday. Are you a fan of his, Rich? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, what is he, 26 years old and he's take, he owns the world, you know? That's true. Six, six and 21. Yeah, 26, 27. Sanjay, are you a fan of Bieber's? You know, I like some of his music. Um, my, my wife, my kids are bigger fans, but, you know, I, I, I enjoy some of his music. Sure. Tell them to celebrate his birthday today. Let's do some holidays now. National holidays, the crazy ones you've never heard of, I promise. Today is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Okay, crunchy or smooth, Sanjay? I love PBJ and I love smooth. My kids love crunchy. I'm a smooth guy. Rich, what about you? Yeah, I'll do crunchy. Okay. I've got a little bit of everything here. It's also, for some reason, National Pig Day. I don't know if that means bacon or or Hawaiian luau roast. I don't know. But it's also, let's get past that. It's National, it's World Compliment Day. Do you have a compliment, Sanjay, for Rich? You guys are both good looking. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you guys are looking great. Well, I'll take it. Rich, do you have a compliment for Sanjay? I'd be like, he wears orange incredibly well. That's tough. <laughs> There's a story with orange, actually. Tell us. Tell so us. So my football team, from, from I was raised in Cleveland, the Browns, they're orange. So I, I got this as a gift, and I, I, I thought I'd wear it today. Nice. 
Okay, and is orange a favorite color of yours, or is it gifting? You said what? Orange? Well, you know, I, I I like orange. I have uh, I like the lighter colors, um, but no, I'm I'm an orange guy or blue guy and a green it's guy. It's kind of an orange sherbet color. It's not really a, a deep orange. When you say uh, kind of sherbet, it is, and I and I do love orange I, sherbet. I grew up with orange sherbet, so I go. love that too. I did too. They used to have good humor. The truck would go around in the neighborhoods. Right. Rich, you remember that? And they oh, yeah. had a creamsicle with vanilla ice cream and orange sherbet. Do, do you remember? remember the push-ups? Yes. The push-ups, yes. yeah. And do you remember the chocolate sundaes where you would take the Ooh. lid off and that thick uh, chocolate fudge that was kind of running oh. on top and the frozen Ooh. vanilla underneath? Oh, my. I didn't think you would either one of you. But thank you very much. Let's move on. Tomorrow is Dr. Seuss's birthday. Cat in the hat and all that good stuff. It's also National Egg McMuffin Day. Do we eat that, Rich Redmond? I mean, it's a pretty good sandwich. I usually hold the cheese. Um, I wish that the uh, muffin was a little bit more well toasted, but in a pinch, it's not bad. But I'm a kind of like a Starbucks breakfast sandwich guy. And what do you order at Starbucks for breakfast? Or what is it similar? It's similar. It's like a it's like a sausage with some eggs. I hold the cheese, mm-hmm. and and I don't know how Starbucks does it. I mean, you can go to Starbucks in Bahrain, Starbucks in Nashville, Tennessee. The quality is the same. It's really they are to be applauded. That is called brand consistency, right? It's fantastic. It really Pre- is predictable and consistent. Sanjay, how do you get along with egg McMuffins? Good, bad, or pass? You know, um, I get along with it because. I end up finishing what my kids don't eat. <laughs> so they'll go to McDonald's here. I, Dad, I can't eat anymore. Here, you have it. Okay, fine. There you, know, you go. So there's, yeah. there's my, uh, there's my uh, dabble in that. If you have to. Now, it's also tomorrow. I don't know what this means, but it's old stuff day. It didn't say old people day. It said old stuff. You got any old stuff, Rich, that you're going to do something with tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I don't know about tomorrow, but you know, every couple of years I have to clean out some drums, you know, I'm not a collector. So if I'm not using it, I give it to somebody that can benefit from it. You know, tell me what your favorite drum kit is. I'm curious. Well, I've been playing with this company. I play in this company for the last decade called DW drums. And it's kind of the American dream. They were born in a garage here in Southern California in 1971. Mm. And now they're like one of the top manufacturers on the planet. So, and what kind of symbol, same, same manufacturer? Oh, it's a company called Sabian. It's a Canadian yep. company. So up in the Meductic, which is in the middle of nowhere, there's these guys that are just like pounding out these gorgeous Turkish symbols, you know? When I take my drum lessons, they have Sabians at home. I have Zildjian's and I'm on a Ludwig. So nice. I, ha- I haven't upgraded, but I'm pretty happy. And it's red sparkles. Are you surprised? Of course you are. Oh, not. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you mind if so I, I ask, say, like, yeah. growing up, uh, how do you practice drums at home? Because, you know, I know a lot of some parents are drummers. and like, ah, get that. What do you guys Rich. practice? Rich, go ahead. Yeah. You first. Rich. Well, well, there's these things called practice pads. So if you just want to work mm-hmm. on your technique, it's just kind of like foam rubber pad. And then you can muffle the drums and stuff. But my parents were so cool. My, my parents were so happy and so supportive that I chose that intru- instrument. They, they could have said, you know, learn a trade or go to college and be a doctor. <laughs> You know, but they were, like just, you know, I know they were like, we believe in you and go to college. And, you know, I ended up getting my master's degree in music education and they helped mm. me. So it, they just, every Saturday, they just put up with that, like for eight hours a day. They're amazing. Wow. That's That's and yeah. what I do, Sanjay, is I try to limit my playing to daylight hours, sometimes maybe three in the afternoon to four or five to six at night. And yeah. I'm on the side of the house where the neighbors like my drumming. So I'm in a private house, but it you can't.
can hear it through the walls, obviously. It has a small window in the room. I put some cardboard. Good luck with that, lady. <laughs> and, and I also, uh, Rich will get a kick out of this, I think. I don't hit the snare, which is one of the loudest pieces. I don't hit the snare when I'm practicing. I do rim shots. So I keep the stick on the rim and I keep the snare. Instead of hitting bang, 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 I'm hitting click, 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 click in the rhythm that I would normally do, but obviously not as fast on the rim. And that's a little less noise. I'm very very light on the kick pedal, Sanjay. So the bass pedal, I'm trying to keep it. it, And I play the music in the room for a reason over a big speaker, a big, big amp on the floor. And the reason is that I don't want them to just hear the drums. I want them to hear the drums with music. Nice. So when I'm playing over tracks, I want the neighbors to be able to say, oh, I know that song. And she's playing drums over the track. I want them to have that mix rather than just me playing with the headset and them hearing nothing but drums and drums and like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) I hope that's a courtesy. I I try to be courteous and I try not to do it too much, but I'm very aware. If I had done this in my apartment when I was in Great Neck, New York, they would have thrown me out of the building in about 32 seconds. You know, if I had another life, I'd love to be a musician. I mean, doing a cover band, just having fun out there, uh, that'd be great. I mean, that's just fantastic. It's not too with, late. <laughs> and not, it's not. I play with a rock and roll band here in my 55-plus community, Sanjay, called the Still Kicking Band. We haven't played during COVID, but we have two drummers. I'm acoustic. We have an electronic drummer. We've got a couple of guitars, a couple of basses. We've got four singers. We do rock and roll. We do Motown. We do a little bit of country. And then I started my own band called Red's Hot Mango, and we play mm-hmm. Latin. And nice. we played in the garage in the driveway. We had about 60 people this summer come ad hoc. Just they heard the, the word got out that I was having this. And we're in the garage. We have a big speaker system set out and speakers in the driveway. Somebody told me they could hear us five blocks away. Well, too bad. It's Friday at five. Get with the program. Get a drink. <laughs> and and we played and we picked about 14 songs. And I have a lead singer who's a retired family doctor, Sanjay, who worked with the Coast Guard. They just took him back to D.C. to do some some telemedicine, actually, a couple months ago. And uh, he is a, a very experienced, Richie plays bongos, congas, the quadro, and the trumpet. And he has a beautiful singing voice. He's a native Puerto Rican, and he Latin is his first language. Spanish is his yeah. first language. So we pick songs that I can drum that he likes. We have a bass player and we play over tracks. So we're, we have the tracks on medium, not too high. And then you hear the drums, the live bass, and you hear Tito singing over the top. And we played for about an hour in 95 degree heat inside my garage. And people came, we had about 60 people come. They came on foot. They came on bikes. They came on golf carts, which are very popular here for seniors, retirees. I'm not a retiree. And the word spread and we had a blast. So Red's Hot Mango, and I'm hoping we'll get back together again soon our clubhouse is closed so let's get on with our holidays but thank you for asking that was a good one that was all because of old stuff day wednesday is want you to be happy day oh i'm going to send that that message with love to both of you sanjay jane i want you to be happy rich redmond i want you to be happy is there somebody you want to be happy each of you somebody you wish for my wife (laughs) (laughs) happy wife happy life right (laughs) that's oh my god yes When you said that, you just almost destroyed me. It's also, this is a crazy one. Wednesday, it's if pets had thumbs day. Can somebody explain that to me? You know, you heard of opposable thumbs. If pets had the, and it's World Wildlife Day. Let's move on. Thursday is National Grammar Day. Not Grandma Day. It's Grandma Day. And it's Hug a GI Day. Do you know any GIs? Rich, any GIs? You can't uh, help usually, right yeah, now. When, I'm in, when I see uh, military folks, I always... Give them the look like, 
Thank you. Thanks for your service. Sanjay, do yeah. you know any GIs? Uh, G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. That was bad. Sorry about that. I recently hosted a technology revolution show on the future of women in the military. Is mental toughness required? And a woman I met at the publicity summit, maybe you know her, Colonel Deb Lewis. I don't know if she was in your group at the summit. Deb Lewis has a class in mental toughness for women, not just in the military. And I had four heavy hitter women with military backgrounds, some 20, 30 years and more. Uh, one of them led a $3.2 million construction prog- project in, in uh, I think, in Iraq. And they said women couldn't do that kind of stuff. Give me a break. So anyway, so I'm going to send a hug to Deb and Phyllis and Donna and Susie, who were on my show, even though they're not listening tonight, I'm sure. Let's go to Friday. It's National Absinthe Day. I didn't say abstain. I said absinthe day. So absinthe. Absinthe. It's a, it's a liqueur, right, Rich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. I had some in uh, Amsterdam. It was What's very it taste strong. like? Yeah. Uh, like lighter fluid. <laughs> Sanjay, have you ever had it? I've never tried it. Uh, but now that you said it's lighter fluid, I'm not sure I will. I'm more of a Kahlua girl. We'll leave Kahlua. it at that. Uh, ah. It's also cheese doodle day on the 5th. And for those of you who think you've got too much electronics, too many, it's the day of unplugging. Friday, Friday? the day of unplugging, yes. Nice. Yeah, I think we could do that for about 10 minutes. Uh, Saturday is National Dress Day. I don't know whether that's wear a dress, dress up, dress, get out of bed and dress. I have no idea. It's Dentist Day. It's Frozen Food Day. And my favorite for the Saturday the 6th, Oreo Cookie Day. Sanjay, are you a favorite? Uh, Yeah. I love Oreo Cookie. Dipping in milk, there's nothing better. Rich, what about you? Nutter butters. I like that too. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's all this high fructose corn syrup. It's like (laughs) mass produced cookies. I mean, we know Sanjay, that is not good. Well, we in my book, it's I, I kind of discourage that, but there are uh, occasional times where you just have to, like, you know, do it, have your day. <laughs> that's that's right. I remember those days of eating half a box of Oreos, and you just you kind of twist them apart. Remember, twist them apart oh, to get yeah. the cream, and then you lick I them. Grew up, remember Ho Hos uh, and those all yep. those other three Ring Dings, uh, twi- Twinkies, oh, Ring Dings, Ding yep. Dongs. Yep, Little Debbies. Some of them were really, I was before the Little Debbie's Day, but I remember all of those. Yes, those were the nice. days when we didn't have all the health warnings and we could eat hamburgers and steak and drink Coca-Cola and we didn't know what it was going to do to our bodies. Yeah. Right. I don't know whether, and Wonder Bread, White Bread by the Loaf, remember, yeah. with the crust mm-hmm. on and, and butter on everything. Mm. Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll leave well, the memories behind. One more, one more day, Sunday, March 7th is National Be Heard Day. H-E-A-R-D, and Serial Day. Let's forget about the serial. Uh, let's go to Be Heard. How do you think people should be heard these days, Rich Redmond? What would you suggest for celebrating that? Oh, um, you know, Sanjay was talking about happy wife, happy life. I was married two times. Um, big, big, but now I have an awesome girlfriend here in Los Angeles. She's a fashion designer. And, um, yeah, women want to be heard. So I'm working on my, my, my sensitivity and my empathy and all this oh. stuff that's just going to make me a better man, a better partner. So <laughs> I like that. Well, you're you're trying. I'm sure you're well on your way to award-winning partner. <laughs> Sanjay from Optimal Living 360, what do you think for people being heard? You know, I um gonna also shift a little bit to my kids. The kids need to be heard. Um, I think as parents, you know, sometimes we get so busy in life and they want to they have things going on in their minds and you know, just listening <clears> to them. I think they need to be heard. 
I like that. Nice. I like that a lot. Why do you think I talk to creatives? Because I think you all need to be heard, sometimes in a different context, right? You're not talking specifically totally about your books on Jay or about radiology. Rich, you're not giving a lecture on crash or talking about drums, but we're going to start touching back to those topics. Thank you for playing along with the holidays and with the, uh, with the holidays and with the birthdays. I appreciate I that. I loved it. So let's do a little deep dive. Rich Redmond, Country Drummer of the Year, named by Modern Drummer Magazine in 2015, but that wasn't enough. Country Drummer of the Year in 2016, but that wasn't enough. Country Drummer of the Year in 2017, but that wasn't enough. Country Drummer of the Year in 2018. You're a columnist for Modern Drummer, for Drum, exclamation point, for Rhythm, for Intune, and Canadian Musician Magazines. You're voted Best Country Drummer and Clinician by Modern Drummer and Drum magazine for years. Okay, talk to me. How do you get to the top of the heap like that, please? Well, that's crazy. You know, music and competition, I don't necessarily think they go together. Of course, there's probably a lot of fans of like American Idol and The Voice that would disagree mm-hmm. with me. Those things are interesting launching pads for for some people's careers. But, um, th- you know, I never got into to music and drumming for like the accolades. It was just something that just touched my soul. I knew it was my purpose in life. Um, you know, I have a like a purpose statement and that like mission or that mantra is to change people's lives and affect people in a positive way. And I know that I can do that through entertainment and through education. Everything that I do in my life is under the umbrella of what I call edutainment. So whether that's mm-hmm. teaching or speaking or authoring or playing live or recording, um, you're, you're affecting people in a positive way. And, and I'm helping bring a, say, a singer-songwriter's life, their, their life story or a song they've been working on their entire life. I'm helping bring that thing um, to fruition and then it gets on the airwaves, and, and, and that's my way of, of, of making people happy. It's an amazing thing. And so if awards and that kind of stuff come from that and my peers recognize me, I mean, that's just like icing on the cake, you know. You are modest, and it is beautiful. Let me ask you a question. You've performed or toured or recorded or all of those with Jason Aldean, Garth Brooks, Ludacris, Kelly Clarkson, Brian Clarkson, Brian Adams, Pete Seeger, Bob Seeger, rather, Chris Cornell, Joe Perry, Jewel, Miranda Lambert, and the list goes on. Luke Bryan, Keith Urban. You've appeared on Saturday Night Live, on The Voice, American Idol, the Grammy Awards, the Tonight Show, Good Morning America, Ellen, the CMA Awards, the ACM Awards, the CMT Awards, and more. What was it like hobnobbing? Did everybody say, Oh my goodness. Rich Redmond is here. Let's go over and meet Rich. Did that happen? <laughs> there is, there is some cool things, um, you know, from traveling the world, you, you know, you, you travel is the best thing for anyone's rounding out their humanity and providing like a real education, uh, because you're exposed to languages and cultures and foods, you know, I'm in Pisa, Italy, and you of course you got to get the photo and then I'm doing grappa with the local, you know, are the local host. And, but for the most part, you're living out of a suitcase. My suitcase has been packed for 27 years and Hmm. it's really hard to have, it's just not a normal life. You're living in airports and you're in a tour bus and you're in backstage areas. And people are like, have you seen the Grand Canyon? Have you seen Mount Rushmore? And I'm like, no, because I see a backstage area. I see sweaty cheese, a couple of towels. And then some guy's got a flashlight and he's like, follow the flashlight kid. And, you know, but then there's some really special moments like where, you know, my band was caught on stage in in the Vegas shootings and everybody in my bands, you know, comes out. Okay. It was a horrible Mm. day in human history. Mm -hmm. We, we collect our thoughts for a couple of days. Next thing you know, 
were on Saturday Night Live. And I've always wanted to be on that stage on Saturday Night Live. Of course, not un- under those circumstances, but, you know, we do the show. And at the end of the show, the mm-hmm. confetti is falling and all the actors and musicians are hugging each other and mingling. And the saxophone guy is playing that iconic solo. Yes. And you're like got goosebumps and every hair on your body is standing up and you're like, oh, my God, I've I've realized my childhood dreams by just being persistent and tenacious. But most importantly, you know, just being a nice person and treating others the way you want to be treated. You know, if you do those kind of things and you're great at what you do, everything else will fall in place. Thank you. I was going to ask you to name drop and maybe a couple of your celebrity recording stories, but we'll, we'll hold that thought because I want to go to Sanjay, Sanjay now. Sanjay, you're being very patient, but I know I can see from, we're on Zoom, so I can see, I see you think. That's why I like Zoom. That's a, Sanjay, that's a tough act to follow, man. That's a I tough know. act. Sanjay is a hard in, act to follow. In, enjoying what you're saying, Rich. He's absorbing and he's saying, yeah, wow, that sounds really cool. So Sanjay, tell us a little bit about, we don't have to go back into the stories of the underdog that, that sparked your writing the book, but tell us a little bit about your mission, your mantra. I know you want to help people live a better rounded life and live optimally. Uh, did this come from family other than your own experience? Did it come oh. from family to come from teachers? Did somebody say to you, you're going to grow up and write a best-selling book, be prepared. How did that happen? <laughs> so, you know, it starts from, I think it starts from my family. You know, my parents uh, being immigrants, they didn't know what squat was when it came to like, we, we just talked about Twinkies, uh, uh, Little Debbie's earlier. I mean, my mom would cook with Crisco oil. Remember that? The white yep. stuff, the vegetable shortening yep. back in the day. Lord. I mean, there's stuff that I grew <laughs> up with. I'm like, how am I alive today? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, I would go out. I mean, I don't know why you growing up, but when I grew up, I mean, I would drive my bikes four or five miles. I didn't have to worry. We'd, go out, we'd play outside, come in late. Yep. Don't have to worry about strangers. I mean, yep. we lived a very fun life. And- I don't know how I navigated through that. And I look back and like, wow, you mentioned the hamburgers, all the stuff that we ate, we didn't know was bad for us. And mm-hmm. we're still alive. You know, the Wonder Bread, by the way, mm-hmm. I used to love that because do you remember that little Snoopy, the Peanuts character that yeah. was on the one? I would want to buy it just for that character and try to get the whatever toy was in there and the Cracker Jacks. I didn't care about the, I'd get to eat the Cracker Jacks just to get the Cracker Jack prize. <laughs> Toothbreakers. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know how we survived. I'm here talking to you. It's a miracle after all that. Um, but seriously, um, I think the, the book was really accumulation of not only my past, but the present. And, you know, we have the internet now. We have so much information. We didn't have information back then, but now we have information now. We have actually too much information. Mm-hmm. And you go to, if you're trying to lose weight, you go to Barnes and Nobles, you're like, oh my gosh, there's like 30, 50 books on how to diet and I don't know where to start kind of a thing. And so, you know, I had to go through and I, I went through some of them like, see, okay, well, this book is very similar to this and this message is very similar. So I kind of put like the great, and you said everything but the kitchen sink. I put everything in my book. I, you know, you don't think of a book having health and financial information in the same cover, <laughs> but yeah, it does. <laughs> so I, I didn't hold back. And I think people need to balance that. Um, you know, they say that, well, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you peace of mind. It can buy you mm-hmm. things that can make you healthier, like mm-hmm. getting a gym membership or buying organic food. People can't afford that. They can't have the nice supplements or the, the things that can help you live healthier or having a personal coach. Um, 
you know, having the advisor or the personal coach or trainer to to help you get healthier, make you feel better, it costs money. You know, there's so all these things are interconnected. And I realize that. So I think that's what I wanted to impress upon. Like they say, well, you don't need this, you don't need this, but you sort of need a little bit of everything. And yeah. it kind of depends on different phases of your life. When you're young, when you're like 20 something, you're probably not into spirituality as much. You're into dating, you know, <laughs> but when you're a little older, yeah, you kind of think about spirituality a little bit more. You kind of think about other things differently. So everything's there, but it's just in different quantities, if that makes sense. It does. Thank you. Very, very interesting approach. I have to tell both of you, my mom, who I love dearly, and we co-hosted a TV show for 17 years. I invited her to co-host with me at her. She was 80, 83, and we co-hosted until her 100th birthday. She passed away about six weeks later, but we did 257 shows, and the show was called Senior Moments to Happy Ones. And it was interesting because when we opened the show, I would give my name, my broadcast name, and she would give hers and she would make up a different, I'm telling this for a reason, she would make up a different reason for her middle initial, which was B, it was Betty, B-E-T-T-E, but she'd say, oh, it's Bettina, or it's Barbara, or it's Bobsy, or she'd make up a different story about her name, and I would be, and people said, do you script your openings? I said, hell no, I don't know what she's going to throw at me, and this was recorded (laughs) live to tape, but I want to tell you, Ruth, I don't think she watched what she ate, particularly. We had steak when I was growing up and baked potatoes slathered in butter and sour cream on the barbecue in the back. And we had chocolate cake for dessert. And we went to Caravelle's and we had ice cream sundaes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't, my family wasn't drinkers. My parents were smokers. But my goodness, we just ate whatever seemed to be good food, good quality food. And you talked about having money can't buy happiness, but it can buy in those days, about good food, right? Good quality steak and, and, I don't know, good lettuce for salads and good potatoes <laughs> and good everything. Good grape juice for dessert. I don't know. But we, uh, we enjoyed that life. But Ruth didn't, didn't watch. She didn't know about the bad parts about cholesterol and eggs. And she lived healthy until her 100th birthday, lived alone, didn't have an aide, didn't need anybody, played the piano, played bridge, played mahjong, and lived until her very last moment in her own bed. And that's the way she navigated life for 100 years. Incredible. Not not sick. It it was. It was. And the the story is that she called me one night. We live five minutes apart. And she said, come over here. I can't fix my pillows. I I can't get to sleep. And I said, Mom, Ruth, if you had an aide like I asked you to, I wouldn't have to come out on a snowy night at 11 o'clock at night. But I love you. I'll be there. And I got there. And we had quite a little sparring when I got there. And I said, listen, it's cold out. She said, help me with my pillow. She was wonderful, but very sassy. <laughs> and I helped her with her pillow, and she started to cough. She had Robitussin, and she coughed like a cough from, from the depths of the earth. It was a bad cough. And I said, what, Robitussin? I said, I need an ambulance. I got to get No, 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 I'm fine. I'll take another sip of rope. No, no, no. And I helped her with the pillow one more time, and she lay back and said, I can't breathe. And I pulled her in my arms, and she took her last breath, just Aww. like that. But- they revived her heart, got her on a ventilator with my permission, took her to the hospital, and we had a, a day and a half of saying goodbye in a beautiful private suite at a Long Island hospital with loving nurses who talked to her. And it was 
I never got over it. But anyway, Ruth lived 100 years, just like we were saying, without that, you can't do this and you can't do that. And where was this baked and who grew this and, and what's the provenance of the baked potato? You know, whose farm did it come from? And nothing, nothing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you think that we were more resilient years ago that our bodies? What do you think, Rich, that we were more resilient and we could have more crap? I don't know. What do you think, Rich? And then I'll ask Sanjay. Well, yeah. I mean, this last year, I mean, of course, I've been, you know, slathering myself in antibacterial, mm-hmm. you know, and my hands are so dry. And I have I have been a by the book COVID protocol guy. I mean, I have to fly a lot because I go between L.A. and Nashville yep. and sometimes my band will be recording. And so I just have to do it. So I got the two masks and the shield and the gloves mm-hmm. and I wipe down everything and mm-hmm. I do a lot of praying and you know, God forbid, nothing bad has happened. And now I'm an educator in in uh, California, which I'm going to be able to get the vaccine, which is a great thing. Um, but I think it's it's moderation in all things. You know, I lift weights, I stretch, I run five miles a day. Oh. But then if I want to have whiskey on the rocks at night, I do it. If I want to have a mm-hmm. cigar, I do it. Um, I And then there's hacks, you know, it's like, traveling you're not you're not exposed to great food so you have to have hacks like okay i'm going to do egg whites hold the cheese um Mm -hmm. i'm going to do a sandwich but i'm going to put it on half the bread i'm going to have a steak but my sweet potato is not going to have any butter and i'm going to have a salad with no bread and if i have bread i'm not going to have dessert so there's like little hacks that you can do to kind of like keep in your caloric range and then as long as you're athletic and for me, I'm kind of more hugging the paleo side of things. Mm-hmm. It's much better for me. I fit better in my clothes. I look better on camera. And so I just, I've come up with these hacks for myself. And I call those compromises. And, and hack yeah. is, is the modern one. It's how, how do you figure out a way to do something that on the surface couldn't be done? Sanjay, you're the MD here. What do you think about the hacks, about the compromises, about resiliency in our bodies from years ago versus today? What do you think? Hey, uh, Rich, I love your hacks. Um, I have one hack for you. Um, at the airport, I walk. I don't sit much. I walk back and forth, back and forth. Um, I get my steps in. Um, so those are things I, I, I'm on board with that. Uh, good for you that you're, uh, you're doing well. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I, I think uh, is important is to know yourself. Not everyone can do what everybody recommends. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to experiment with yourself. You know, some people say, here, take this, take that. And I think you got to listen to your, listen to your body. You know, some people, I, I tried yoga and for some reason it did not agree with me as much. Mm. My back didn't like it. And you say, oh yeah, yoga is great for you. But you know, it just didn't work for my body. So I had a switch and I, I, I just got the Peloton and I got the mm. treadmill and the, the, and I'm a big fan because it, it's easy on my knees um, and the bike, my wife likes the bike. So everything is, has to take an experiment with yourself and what you can tolerate. And once you find that sweet spot that you really feel comfortable with it, go with it. That's what I have to say. Could we caption this part of the conversation, gentlemen, as a creative way of designing your life? Could we say that? Sure. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. Do you, what do you think? Because, Rich, you're finding ways that agree with you that suit your, your lifestyle, suit your profession, suit your health, suit your clothes, suit whatever, how you feel about yourself. And you're figuring it out as you go along, right? 
And I, sure. I've said to people, creativity isn't okay. On Monday, I'll have oatmeal. Tuesday, I'll have oatmeal. Thursday, and then Friday, I'll have Captain Crunch. That's not I live a creative lifestyle. But creative would be, how do I get my exercise in? How do I get my health? How do I get time to be nice to people? How do I get time to do what I love to do and do my profession and figure it all out and fit it all in? Sanjay, what do you think? A, create, a creative approach? Is that what you, you talk about in your optimal? Oh, yes. And uh, you actually hit it right in the head. I, I read that was great. Um, you Thank kind you. of summarized very nicely, actually. <laughs> Okay. Um, I try. You know, that's pretty good because here's the thing. I, you know, I you have to take creative measures on yourself. You you have to try what works, and that's that is creativity. You're you're trying what fits. You know, um, I don't love walnuts, but I love cashews. You know, I, I love mm-hmm. different, and you have to try different things. And I I do. Uh, you know, I kind of uh, do certain things where if I eat a slice of pizza, I know I'm going to be going to the gym two hours later. So I'll be burning that pizza off or I'm going to be running right after that. So I also uh, am creative with my time. What do I do during that time so that things are utilized properly? So if I, I don't eat late meals, I try to eat like high carbs early, but then I plan my time in the afternoon where I'm going to be working out to burn those carbs. Uh, I eat more proteins at night because it's, it's not going to be like carbs are going to be turning into fat. So I do a lot of body experiments. I, I love the weight scale because it gives me feedback. Hey, this didn't work. Why did I add two, two uh, pounds today or things like that? So it's a lot about creativity yeah. in terms of being mindful of what you're doing and mm-hmm. making adjustments. It's called lifestyle design, actually, if you ever heard of that. Yeah, I think that's what I just said in a, in a, I twisted the words around the other way. Interesting. I, I'm bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll work until 11 or 12 at night and I'll say, I didn't have dinner and I'll make a salad or an omelet or something. And I'll say, well, I'm entitled to watch TV and I'll watch something like a, a deep um, thriller, detective thriller like Line of Duty, which is now season five only on Acorn, but I used to watch it on, uh, it's, I like a lot of British detective series. If you can understand the accents, they're very, very, very deep and they're very well designed, very creative. Yeah. And I found that anyway, so I'll do that. And then I'll say, well, I'm going to go to bed. All right, it's only 1.30 in the morning. Well, I'm entitled to play my words with friends because people are going to drop me if I don't play those games. So I got 25 games waiting for me. So I'll pick up my big iPad, put on one nightlight, prop my little stuffed animals next to me. I live alone in the bed and I'll say, okay, kids, mom's here. I actually say that. Nobody say anything, please. (laughs) And I'll put up the iPad on my tummy and I'll start playing words with friends with the stylus. And when the iPad drops three times on my stomach and I feel it just slipping out of my hands, I'll say, I think I'm asleep. Put it down, attach the, the magnetic stylus and turn out the light and cuddle up and that's it for the night. But I have my ritual. It may not be the healthiest, but it works for me. But people say, how do you get to sleep after a full day? I'm a broadcaster and I've got 10 series right now and I'm constantly setting up and doing things for, I have a live show tomorrow morning. I have another one on Wednesday. I have another one on Thursday, another one or two on Friday. It's a constant, constant round. So I tell people, I say to me, the sleeping pill is not tea. It's not a pill. It's not anything exotic. It's not anything medical. Four minutes. Thank you very much, Josh. It's my privilege of playing words with friends with smart people who understand their way around the board. It's it's basically Scrabble on demand. That's what it is. And it uses up the rest of what's in my brain, I call it, Sanjay. It uses up that last little bit of energy, that vestige after a very, very, very full day, sometimes working 12, 14 hours, sometimes six hours in a row, eight hours in a row. And it uses up. And that's my ritual to just say, let me just 
use that little bit of energy. Let me use it up. Let me just get it out there and be satisfied. Let these people know. I, mean, I think I'm playing 10 games with one woman. I don't even know who she is, but she's good. And let, let me keep in touch with these people. Words with friends are my friends, even though I don't know them. I know one. And, and then let me just relax. And that's my method. And if that helps anybody out there in Radio Land, I don't know. We've got two and we've got three minutes to close. Let's do a quick wrap up here. And I have some closing messages. But I do want to say I'm very appreciative. Rich Redmond, you're a delight. You're an inspiration. I'd love to hear some of your music. If you would send me some links, I would sure. love to hear your band. What's the name of your band? So I play with a guy for 20 years named Jason Aldean. He's the most downloaded male country artist of all time. Yeah, think. Okay, thank you very much. I think I can find you. And Sanjay, any uh, closing remarks anywhere? Where do you want people to go? Let's give websites. Sanjay, where should people go so, to find uh, you? My website is sanjayjnmd.com. And um, one one last thought, and we were sort of talking about creativity. You know, one of the things in my most creative moments is early morning. I'm lying in bed for like an hour. And my mind is racing and create creative things. I just wake up and write things down. If I can leave anything for the audience, you know, find your creative moment and take advantage of it. Interesting. And I read the news when I get up at eight o'clock before I start, if I don't have an early radio show. What's your takeaway, Rich? Oh, I, I, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm really big in, into, uh, into gratitude. So the first thing I do mm-hmm. after working out or first thing in the morning <clears throat> is a gratitude list in the shower. Mm-hmm. So Health, food, safety, uh, relatives, love, all the things you're health, uh, grateful for. And when you're coming from a place of gratitude and humility, more stuff will come to you, more opportunities and events and circumstances for you to have a, a meaningful life. I like that. Website for you, Rich Redmond. Where can people find you and see your handsome face? Oh, you're sweet. RichRedmond.com. It's R-E-D-M-O-N-D. R-E-D-M-O-N-D.com. Thank you. All right, so R-I-C-H, Rich, R-E-D-M-O-N-D.com. And Sanjay's That's is it. S-A-N-J-A-Y for Sanjay. Continue going, no hyphens or anything, J-A-I-N and then M-D. S-A-N-J-A-Y-S-J-A-S-A-N-J-A-Y-J-A-I-N-M-D.com. I got it now. Got it. Let's give a thank you to... To Josh, my engineer. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, All Josh. Right, Josh. Thank you, Josh. And let me read a couple of closing remarks before we close. I have a couple of, I found these from my notes from my 2014 radio shows, and I put them in my notes. I found them because I subscribed to Quark and I was able to open my old files. Here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. Is there any better kind? Love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that made you smile. And here's one more work like you don't need the money. But Sanjay, we know it helps. Dance like no one's watching. But I was a dancer, disco dancer, and a teacher for many years, and I think people were watching. Sing like nobody's listening. I'm not going to sing. Listen when people drum, like Rich and maybe me sometimes. Love uh-huh. like you've never been hurt. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Dark chocolate. Last but not least, and I stole this line from another radio host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye from Radio Red. Take care. Bye-bye. Be safe, be smart, be savvy. Wear your mask. Bye. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.
Where can you?